When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Playlist Podcast, a discussion about film news and other film-related items. I'm Ryan Oliver. Today, I'm joined with Playlist Editor-in-Chief, Rodrigo Perez. How are you doing this afternoon, Rod? Or I guess this evening, technically. Yeah. It's not afternoon. Uh, not, not too bad yourself. I'm, I'm doing well. Um, so we're here. Uh, there wasn't much in the way of new films to discuss uh, from this weekend, so we're going to kind of look back in our rearview mirror a little bit. Um, It's a couple days after the fact of the night we're recording, but we're going to be discussing uh, the 10th anniversary of The Dark Knight. Um, I'm sure if if you're listening to this and you follow closely in film circles, you've you've been seeing retrospectives on other sites and and just just in general hearing that uh, the anniversary of this movie was on July 18th. And so we're going to kind of the meat of our discussion is going to be about uh, The Dark Knight, since that is the film in question that is having an anniversary. But we're going to be looking at uh christopher nolan's dark knight trilogy as a whole um we're also going to be kind of like looking at the legacy of the film and and sort of how it shaped uh the the film landscape since it came out but before we get into the discussion proper i just want to give a plug that uh, if you enjoy this uh show uh to subscribe to us over at the playlist podcast uh, either on itunes stitcher soundcloud uh, however you listen to podcasts uh, subscribe to us you'll get this show along with the gesture tracking as well as our as our other shows and uh leave us a comment or rating uh shoot us an email um just let us know what we're doing right what we can improve on and uh if you're a fan of the show just spread the word um but we're here but we're here to discuss the dark knight um i got a chance to rewatch this the, the second film that we're discussing you rewatch the whole trilogy um which for you since you're since we've discussed ad nauseum on the show that you're you're not a huge uh, uh, avid rewatcher was this your first time rewatching all of them since the theaters um or- i think it was the first time rewatching most of them except for definitely not the dark knight which i'd seen at least once before got it because once it came on tv and i got sucked into it and I'd miss like the first 10 or 15 minutes or something. So I just, I was like, okay, I turned it off and threw in the DVD and I was like, I'm so sucked <laughs> in. I have to watch this. So I was well, like, you have to watch that first five, six minutes of the movie, the, the bank robbery oh, God, scene. Yeah. It's, it's so masterfully done, but I did want to bring up a tweet you brought up recently and I don't remember it uh, verbatim, but I, uh, since we do talk about comic book movies a lot on this show, because they are the, mm-hmm. the, the big thing, they are the biggest game in town. But uh, you mentioned, or you started one off that said, The Dark Knight is the best comic book movie, uh, bar none, no question. Um, and so I just, I guess I wanted to pass that to you um, and, and and just a little bit as to why 10 years later, um, and we can kind of get into like silly nitpicky backlash, I guess, that, that you see on some corners of the internet. I, I don't yeah, want to give yeah. I don't want to give that too much of a forum, but I think it's at least worth yeah. I don't discussing. really I don't really care too much. <laughs> no, I'm I'm right there with you, but uh, but a little bit as to to why this still uh, kind of remains a crowning achievement in this uh, subgenre that has been 
uh, very dominant, uh, that was starting to become pretty dominant pre-Dark Knight, and really since then has been a, a very, like, the most dominant subgenre in the game. Right, but the but the Dark Knight, I mean, I guess it was, like, Spider-Man had come out, and they'd been, and they were trying to make other movies, I think, in between. I don't know what came, like, Daredevil, I think, came in in between. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did the Blade movies come in between? I think Blade was um, pre-X-Men, the first Blade. It was like Blade, X-Men, Spider-Man, and then you had kind of like the sequels to those movies, uh, Daredevil, I think Ghost Rider maybe. Um, Right. There was a lot of, you know, there was like X-Men 2 is really great. Spider-Man 2 is really good. Um, You know, and and that was the kind of bar. There was a lot of other stuff that was like, you know, pretty bad and pretty mediocre. And then the Dark Knight came around and sort of like, you know, really changed the game. And when I was... When I was tweeting that, I wasn't like I had just finished watching it, um, and and you know uh, we'd been talking on the, in the run up to um, uh, uh, Avengers: Infinity War. I, I ended up sort of not intentionally, but just kind of got sucked into rewatching a, a, quite a few Marvel films. Right. Um, you know, uh, like four or five of them, which is pretty rare for me, um, but. Um, yeah, and and I just you know, and you you've heard how much I I like some of those movies, how I go on about you know Civil War and things like that. I still think that's the the best movie of that um, that that universe. But then, man, I watched The Dark Knight, and I'm just like, and and like I like so many of those Marvel movies. And then I you know I just watched The Dark Knight, and I was just like, man, this is just blows all those movies away. It is just like, and 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 not like because I want it to be better. Like, you know, I could have left and said, eh, you know, 10 years later, whatever, it's not that good. But it's just like, it just blew me away again. I was like, this thing is such a towering achievement. Um, you know, some of these other movies might have better action scenes. Some of these movies might be better shot or this or that. But like as a whole, as a movie and as it's what it's trying to say, what it has on its mind, um, it is just so much more... Um, you know, it's, it's so mythic. It's so, I think it's from, especially for me, you know, like someone else might say like, you know, like I like an Iron Man, it's, it's much more entertaining. It's funny. Um, uh, but like, I, you know, I personally like, you know, like I want what's going to really, really last, what's going to be looked at. I mean, it's not just because it's important, but just like I, I, you know, finished it and I was like, wow, like this is like, especially the ending, which I think is really, really powerful and moving. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, this kind of like sleeping dogs lie, the sacrifice, um, this sort of thing that like, you know, um, he, he's the, what is the line? He's not the hero. Um, he's near the hero we need, but not the one that Gotham I can't remember the hero we deserve, but not the one Gotham needs yeah. right now. Yes, thank you, yeah. thank you. And and it's so like, um, you know, and, and it's like he he makes this choice, and um, that movie's so much about like the hard choices, you know. Yes, the, the, the movie itself is all just about like do or die, mm-hmm. um, the choices we make, the the and and the the ramifications, and you know, he has to pick between Harvey and and Rachel. Um, you know, he, the, the Joker sets up, you know, two sets of uh, people of Gotham city to choose who will live or die. It's, it's very much, you know, pushing, you know, these, these big choices. And at the end, you know, again, once again, I, I think I've talked about it in the past, but, you know, I guess we'll get into this. It's like so much about like symbolism and that movie is so much about Harvey Dent. 
Um, yes. And and it's it's interesting that, you know, of course it's called The Dark Knight because, you know, that, that came from a comic book and all this stuff. But it's really like it's almost you could almost call the movie like and they call him that the white shining knight. Right. That's what they call Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, you could almost say like the movie's about the white shining knight and um, what, you know, the pole, like the sort of poetic polar opposite is, is the Batman, this guy who feels like he's compromised, who feels like, you know, he's tried all these things, but he can't quite pull it off. But here he sees, you know, Harvey Dent and he sees this this white shining light, this beacon of hope that's something that Gotham needs. And he sees that he sees him as his successor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm getting really deep into it now, but like, you know, that it's sort of like it ties into the end of the Dark Knight Rises, too. Yep. He's been looking for a successor. He wants to get out, you know, and and I can't remember which film it is. But in one of the films, it's like, you know, someone says, like, you know, oh, it might even be at the beginning of the Dark Knight where I think Harvey Dent says, you know, um, you know whoever the Batman is, he doesn't want to do this forever. Yeah, it's, it's in the it, press conference when uh, Harvey, uh, when when Bruce doesn't step up and Harvey admits to being the Batman, uh, which leads oh. in that whole uh, truck chase sequence. But um, I think it's actually earlier. I think it's the first time that they meet when Bruce goes to have dinner with him to scope out who he is. Oh, you may be right too. Where he's just like the Batman doesn't want to do this forever. How could he? Um, yeah, and, yeah. And, that's and it's interesting that 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 dinner. You know, he shows up and he's like, you know, oh, I'm, I own the place. We can put two two tables together. And he's being, a, you know, the jackass, the, the Bruce Wayne he is. But he's there to like. It's interesting. You watch it. And he's like, he's he's there on a mission. You know, he's there to scope out. Like I've heard about Harvey Dent. I know who these guys. He seems like the real deal. But I want to see it. I want to see it in person. I I I want to. It's like a stealth sort of. Um, kind of like a stealth kind of mission, like where he goes in, he's being the jackass, but he's observing Harvey Dent. He's like, is this guy, you know, and, and then, and, and then, you know, he, he goes, you know, I'm going to give you a fundraiser because he immediately, he's like, Oh he, yes. Everything that I, that I assumed about this guy is true. He is, he, he's the real thing, you know? And then he doubles down and he says like, I'm going to put a huge fundraiser for him. And it starts building. It starts building like, you know, Bruce belief and faith in Harvey. And those movies are so much, that movie is so much about faith too, you know, belief, like the belief in Gotham, the belief in the people of Gotham. That's such another theme that's repeated throughout the trilogy, the people, you know, it's about like, you know, whether it's, um, whether it's Bane things like, you know, take back this place, you, the people, you know, or at the beginning with, um, uh, you know, um, uh, Michael Caine, Alfred and, 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 uh, uh, Bruce and uh, Christian Bale on the plane and talking about, you know, the people of Gotham, the heart of Gotham, all this stuff. And and then in the dark night, like, you know, belief and faith in, in Harvey Dent. And then also um, the absence of belief, you know, the Joker who's like has has no belief. Right. Yep. He's um, just, or, just chaos, just absolute agent of chaos. And yeah. that makes and that makes Harvey Dent, like like you said, basically the, the heart and soul of the movie. I mean, down to the fact that his literal two face split is that split between Batman's yeah, like yeah. goal, like you know, like it's like towards the end of the movie when when uh, when Batman throws Joker off the ledge and he just can't, you know, he saves him with the uh, grappling hook and he just can't. And the Joker even says, "Ah, you just couldn't let me go, could you?" And you know, mentions how like you know, do you think I'd leave the soul of Gotham at 
it, you know, with a fist fight with you. No, he's like, it's it's Harvey. He's the one who yeah. had to be corrupted. And so it's like that literal two-faced split is the split yeah. between Batman yeah. and, and then, the Joker. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the yin and the yang, right? He's yep. like, you know, what would I do without you? You complete me. Which is what I love about that movie, too, in the writing. It's so brilliant. It's so thought out. It's so motif-heavy in a way that's like, and theme-heavy in a way that's not, you know, I, I'm we're seeing it again. So you think about these things. But the first time, you don't really, you're not really super conscious of it. You know, you're just sort of overwhelmed by this sort of experience, but mm-hmm. God, the way he thinks through all this stuff. Um, and then, you know, to, to, you know, I guess we're talking about it and you and I, I think, I think we've, we've talked about this movie or talked, uh, uh, talked about this movie and talked about his themes before a little bit on some of the podcasts, but like, you know, as much as it's about Harvey Dent, it's also, you know, he sort of says it in that line, but that movie is about the, the fight for the, for this whole Gotham city. Yep. You know, and the and the protagonist in many many ways, well maybe not the protagonist, but the the main character of that whole city is the whole trilogy is Gotham. It's all about Gotham, mm-hmm. and that's why you know, you think I'd put the you know the the soul of Gotham in the hands of this? It's like that's the Joker's main thing. You know, if he has any belief, it's like I want to tear down everything. This symbol, you know, of, of Harvey Dent. You know, it's this so powerful thing, and I want I want to show the base, ugly side of humanity. I want to rip everything off. I want to rip the scab off and pull out the pus and laugh and just watch you people. Like, he's so – he's in a way in that kind of like so pure evil. It's like this – this is the lie. I'm going to I'm gonna reveal the lie to you all. And and in a way, and Batman knows it. He's like, like Gotham, that it's a – it's had a kind of cancer for so long, right? We think it, we see it in the, in the, in, in Batman Begins, and whether you feel that or not, but like that's sort of the theme of the movie. Even like Batman Begins is all about, you know, Gotham is a city in pain. It's pe- the people of it, the people of Gotham are suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, it's full of crime. It's full of poverty. Um, it needs a savior, you know, and that's what sort of, um, that that's what you know. Um, that motivates Bruce, right? Um, in some ways. And there's a lot of other things that motivate, motivate Bruce. Um, but, um, where am I going with this? I'm I'm losing my train of thought. Um, (laughs) I don't know, but that's a great point about the character of like Gotham basically being the central character. Yeah. 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 Sorry. sorry. So yeah, yeah, Gotham, I mean, it's such a big part of it and saving it. And sorry. Okay. Going back to that point, you know, that, that line is so key. You know, you think I'm going to leave this up to a stupid fist fight? Of course not. I mean, it's all about Harvey. And we know you and I both know who Harvey is now. He's not that white shining knight. He's he's completely perverted. He's really co- corrupt. He's evil now. And Batman, you and I know it, and nobody else does. But I'm about to show everybody, and that like in a way terrifies Batman because he knows in in a certain whether it's like literal or, or figurative that if that scab is picked off and that one piece of hope that the city for decades has been, has been, you know, looking to has been trying to find some glimmer of, you know, it's such a, like a kind of like poetic kind of thing. And and that's sort of why Batman takes the fall. Right. And, but it's also like, you know, he just so, so, you know, I have to stop this situation. Like I cannot, he knows that, that Gotham sort of been, um, we like tentative, tentatively given hope that if Harvey Dent is revealed to be a monster, Gotham will sort of like eat itself alive. 
You know what I mean? It, it's like the, the worst thing that could possibly happen. Oh yeah. To All the, the criminals to the outcome will be let go. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It'll, but, but beyond that more, more than just the criminals will let go symbolically. Yep. It'd be like, the hope is gone. It, it, it would be like the most, yes, the hope is gone. And not only just for the people and, and for Gotham, it's like, could be like the most heart crushing thing. It will just ruin that city spiritually. You know, and, and that's why that's just so much about that city. It's so much about, you know, and, and Bruce has been a part of it for so long. His father, if you if you watch Batman Begins and really think about or listen to like, you know, his father put like a lot of money into that city. He tried to turn it around. You know, Wayne Enterprises is such a big thing. It's such a there's their legacy is tied to the city. Um, it's all really, really you know, it's just part of the, the complete um, fabric of the movie. And I just find that – and that's and that's the other reason why it's just so, so different about – than every one of these superhero movies. Because, you know, every one of those movies essentially is about that character, right? right. You know, um, Iron Man's about Iron Man and his, his, his growth and Captain America's about his and his story and, and how they overcome these things. And all of these, every single superhero movie is essentially about the hero's journey. And this movie and this trilogy – is almost nothing about that. And no. it's just why it's so different. And I think that's why, you know, whether people like uh, uh, regard it like that or whether people, I, I think, you know, like, you know, as you said, a lot of people have quibbled about it um, and, and maybe even mocked it. And a lot, there's been a little bit of backlash to that. And then the Dark Knight Rises, which I think is way better than people give it credit. Yes, um, thank you. I think the, 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 the Slash Film guy recently called it a masterpiece, which yep. is, Unfortunately, I, I think a, too hyperbolic, but that movie's great. He and, makes a know, really damn good argument for it. Um, if, if you get a chance, I think Chris Chris Evangelical. Yeah, I, I didn't sense. I didn't read it, and I just sort of like you know the headline sort of um, threw me a little bit. I was like, oh come on, but you know I just haven't rewatched it. There's it's pretty some damn tremendous. Good. It, it's really damn good. There's some silly plot stuff in it, um, but it's also one of those movies that when you get sucked into it and you're in it, um, it's, that, that's the thing, you know, it's legacy has been, cause when, once you, if you really, really want to think about it and you really want to poke holes in that movie, you can, but eh, that's so, that's so such a boring thing to do in general. It's like cinema sins kind of thing. Yes. Um, but, and, and, and if you just take that movie and like the experience washes over you, um, you don't notice and don't, those a lot of those things that are you know if you really think about oh, that's so dumb you know people were left underground for months or whatever um, you don't really feel it so much. That movie's like pretty great too because you know at the at the end um, you know thematically it's like you know the police and you know it's like a street brawl for the city you know those people again it all goes back to you know this and and Bane's corrupting this idea oh we're giving everything back to you the people and obviously you know that's not the plan the plan is to fucking decimate the city literally and and blow it all up but there's this sort of fake you know oh you know we're we're taking this away and and we're kind of I know yes we're creating chaos but we're we're giving your city back to you um which is bullshit and and you know whatever but like Again, that that's sort of like the brawl, the, the big the, the big kind of you know fight once the cops are out is such another again you know the, the fight for the soul of, of um, Gotham City, um, and yeah, and that's the, that's the thing that just makes it stand out. It's so much about its people, whether its people have to make that that hard choice at the end where they're going to blow off the other people or not. I mean, it's such a like deep, crazy uh, 
horrible morality thing of, of with these uh, this choice the Joker you know gleefully evilly puts to these people, and when it doesn't go off, you know he's like pissed and has to do it himself, and it's but like he doesn't really have time to because um, he's like oh fuck it I'll do, do it myself. But there's that glimmer of the second in Heath Ledger where he's just like, oh, my fucking God, you know? And, it, it, like, that moment is such a huge key moment of that trilogy. It's like, um, you know, the the people have overcome what he – you know, he had no faith in what Batman did. And, and you know, uh, I guess Batman kind of in that, in that moment is one. You know, he's, he's – he, there's a line where he said something like that. You know, you're scum and these people have – there's something to these people, you know, they're, they're worth, they're worth saving, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so anyhow, yeah. Um, it's just, that's, a, it's just a big part of what makes it so much different from the other films, the other superhero films out there. And I think it's the reason it's going to have this really long tail kind of resonance where people, um, you know, like, again, not to, to reiterate my, it's sort of, it's, it got seen as this amazing film and then people had this kind of backlash to it. Um, and, and then I think it is going to turn back and, and, you know, in, in maybe even now and, you know, 10 years later, the proper time, but like, um, it just, it, it just, it just towers above these other films. It really does. And, and again, it's because it's just, it's not about the classic heroes. They're, 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 some movies are hardly about Bruce Wayne. No, and, they're and, not. And, and, and more so than some of the older ones though. Um, as much as I like, um, and maybe we can get to it at some point. I know you're not like the hugest Tim Burton fan. I have a soft spot for those first two that he made, yeah. but these are the, at least the most heavy about Batman. Cause those ones seem to be more about the villain of the week. Sort of. I mean like Jack Nicholson's top build in that original Batman movie. And, um, I think Michael Keaton's top build in returns, but like either way, it's like, it's that like Gothic noir aesthetic, um, production design and sort of like about the villain, uh, like sympathy for the monster, especially in Batman returns. So like, no, what, like, especially Batman begins, Nolan comes in and he makes a movie truly about, like you said, the, these movies really are about the soul of Gotham, but in the same breath, like they are more about Batman than they are any other character, at least for the Batman begins dark Knight. You could argue maybe he's the third, most uh interesting character in a movie that's named well that's after also him. the other thing it's like people sort of see that as a knock they're like but it's oh, not you know, a bad batman thing. movies no no it doesn't have they're always like batman's the least interesting character in people that say that he's the most he's the least interesting character in the entire trilogy or and i don't know if that's true but they'll say the, a lot of people do say he's the least interesting character in um the dark knight and well, yeah, because it's sort of like I, I don't know if it's least interesting. It's just not about him, you know. Yes. It's about these other things. It's so much about bigger people. Um, it's it, it, or bigger things. It's just about. Um, it, it's only, Batman is just like a, a small part of of, the, of what that movie is really about, you know. Mm-hmm. Agree. Um, and the one thing I do want to bring up too, in in conjunction with the Marvel movies, like before we go too forward, because you you talked about liking a lot of those movies, them being about the hero's journey, and this one just towering above them is like what Nolan is so good at doing. And as much as I'm right there in, with you, like I've warmed up to a decent amount of these Marvel movies, but the one thing they just don't hold a candle to is for a similitude and like creating a world uh, where like the movie exists as its own thing. Like Nolan. Like, Nolan's movies have a grounded, realistic quality to them, but they're also, like, hyper-stylized. And so they they live in this 
they they live in a comic book world but still a like sort of grounded-esque comic book world but you know it's it's a world in and of itself whereas like the marvel movies for example it's like oh it's just it's just new york or it's just uh chicago or where wherever like it's just this city and these superheroes just live here and there's no real like they're, they can be enjoyable, but there's no real like verisimilitude to the whole thing, which like right, I, and I, it's never about never about those cities, and and no, that's what um, it's it's funny you bring you know grounded right like oh and then that became the term it's like so grounded it's grounded, what does that really mean right it's like what <laughs> what are what are these things but it actually does mean something in the Dark Knight Rises and in the Dark Knight sorry the Dark Knight trilogy it's like all these other you know the the sort of the takeaway of dark and gritty and grounded. It's like all that stuff is so you watch the dark Knight and then you see some of the stuff that were influenced by it. And it's exactly like, you know, what happened with Tarantino and all the knockoffs. Like they're just so empty, you know, Mm -hmm. they just, they're lacking all of the sort of texture and theme and sort of soul and spirit of the movies. And like the grounded, like, you know, again, grounded, grounded, what it really means in the dark Knight movie is it's like, it's grounded in a kind of reality that makes things kind of in a way more powerful because it's like you can believe in a way, you know, this is like tangible, you know, like this, 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 you know, Gary Oldman's kid, um, you know, he's kind of about to be killed in the situation. And then it's just sort of like, you can relate. You can, it just, when, when things are like, you know, it's like human, like when things are otherwise it's fantasy and it's just enjoyable, right? It's fantasy, but there's no, there's no heart to it. There's no, that pull, but there's so many things in the Dark Knight, you know, like he loves this woman, Rachel Dawes, and and when we know her, we've gotten even she's you know someone in Batman Begins or whatever. But like the Alfred, the relationship with Alfred, oh God, that's the other thing, man. You know, make fun about the Dark Knight Rises all you want, which you shouldn't. But like, oh my God, Michael Caine is so fucking good in that movie. Damn straight. Um, he and and he's so good um, in in the Dark Knight. I mean, he's just so damn good throughout the whole thing. But then rises uh, that scene where they sort of like break up. It's just fucking crushing. It is, and he's so good. And it's these sort of things that you know, the, the grounded in reality, grounded in emotion. They just make it, you know, like that's another big takeaway from um, watching, you know, all these, uh, you know, all three films in a row. It's just like Alfred's unwavering like beyond loyalty, like that he loves this person that he's watched him grow from a child to a man. And then, you know, in the dark Knight rises, he's just, it's all about warning him. It's like, you know, you're on the wrong path here. You're just, you're not, you know, I'm, I'm so fucking worried about you. You know, like, I, I don't think you're going to make it. And then that ultimately, you know, breaks that breaks them up mm-hmm. because, you know, he, he sort of like, he like ruins their relationship in a way to almost kind of like sideswipe him from from, you know, he like he, he just does anything he can, you know, Absolutely. to like prevent Bruce from 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 going on uh, because he cares for him so much. And that just like that whole relationship, just all these things in there that just like um, just make it just so um, human. And, and when we can relate to things on this level, they're no longer fantasy. You know, it's not just like, you know, Tony Stark and flying around. And I, hey, I like those movies. They're really great. But you just compare them about the, the emotional and soulful and spiritual texture that, that, that Nolan puts into these films and, and the world building and all this stuff that just sort of adds up. It's not in some ways, it's so much of a whole, you know, it's not these little, it's, it's just like all these little pieces that add up to something so meaningful, you know? 
I agree 100%. And that's where, like, a lot of blockbusters, and not just comic book movies, but, like, like blockbusters as a whole, took the exact wrong lessons from the success of this movie. You know, like, ground. okay, we're going to keep saying the word grounded. What does that even mean? But, like, it's hard to not bring it up in this uh, context, is so many of these movies... Like, like something like Man of Steel, I guess. Like, look at something like that, where it's like they're like, uh, they they took the brooding, they took the like brooding, yeah. Sort yeah of all those films that do, they would take this empty brooding, and yep. they don't. But they don't, don't have the anch- humanity to them. That's the biggest exactly. Like, they what, don't. They never anchor it towards anything. It's just brooding for the sake of brooding, and they miss the point. Like you know, they they don't anchor it with any kind of humanity or any kind of emotional thing. What are they brooding about? Exactly. No? That's the thing is like that's what makes these movies so powerful is like and and why they're brooding is because these are real characters. They're real characters of flesh and blood. We know their motivations. We know where their loyalties lie uh, and the movies put them through the ringer and it's challenging and it's humane and that's what makes them so strong. That's what makes them hold up. That's what makes like, you know, let's they like, say for example a uh so some a series that took the right lessons from this, say like the new Planet of the Apes trilogy, like they took the right lessons yes, as well. Where yes, it's like, yes. okay, it's grounded in a humanity to there's a humanity to it that makes all of that darkness and that brooding worth it. And then the other thing too is like Exactly. You know, and another thing is like that's a fantasy film, right? Yeah. But it is grounded grounded in a humanity that like because it's again like the the sort of like you know they're they're fighting for 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 their lives for their soul you know it's like the, the these the apes versus it's just like a very base primal thing you know like two mm-hmm. species fighting for like their you know who's who's gonna like survive and and, and I know that sounds like cheesy and superficial but actually when you really b- boil it down to this core sort of thing it becomes almost kind of like really primal hedonistic Lord of the Ring or sorry, Lord of the Ring Lord, Lord of the, the flies. flies kind of things yeah you know what I mean it's just like so the the base levels of humanity and i think that's when it like it that's what reeves does so well and he takes from um you know from nolan which nolan does extremely well in all his films you don't need to blow up the world but the emotional stakes are gigantic you know yes like and 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 that's why another reason that this movie is so much like it's just such gigantic emotional stakes again it's like you know Harvey Dent, like that that corruption. If it, you know, one one movie is like you know, if we don't stop this, um, it's you know the the world will blow up, and you know the Dark Knight has none of that, right? It's it's like it, it's literally about much much smaller thing. It, it, this it's like you know what if what if people what if people um uh find out who Harvey Dent is? Like it will destroy people, and that's like. It, it is made and crafted in a way that the destruction of that, if that was ruined, would be a thousand times more powerful than the destruction of a planet because that's like kind of meaningless, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like those emotional stakes. He crafts them in such an, a way. And, and the, yeah, the Apes franchise totally got that right. And well, here's another thing that like, you know, where people get it wrong and the superficial stuff of it. You know, like we're thinking about like, you know, these stakes are small, right? But the emotional parts are huge. And then you look at Spider-Man, people go like, oh, yeah, the stakes were, you know, really small. Um, but they're not kind of the same small, right? It's just like, oh, he's small fighting. Like it's, it's almost like one's like a, it's like a, a physical scale thing, right? Where the, where we're talking emotional scale. 
Yes. And and that, and then they're talking, oh, it's refreshing to see this like smaller scale thing, whereas no one works on a on a much smaller scale in terms of like the practical things that are going on in that world, but the emotional sector just a thousand times bigger and more moving and more powerful and you know it's just it, again that's why there's sort of like there's no contest no i agree with you a hundred percent and um and and i guess like the backlash to me seems silly again i don't want to i don't want to give too much of a mouthpiece to that but i just can't for the life of me think of a like cannot think of a better comic book movie that achieves what these movies have done and i think mainly because they don't they also ignore the sort of trappings of their genre i mean like especially when the dark knight came out there was a lot of um you know a lot of people say say uh, oh it's like heat or it's like heat with batman and the joker which i mean is a fair comparison like that's i that's suppose it's just the beginning the beginning yeah. is kind of a very big homage to heat yeah and then you it, could it, you could talk it, about the two like batman and the joker being like two different sides of the same coin kind of in the way like it's apples and oranges, but like the way that like Pacino and De Niro are two sides of the same coin, the way that Batman and the Joker are that they're these, they're both seen as these sort of agents of escalation and like extremism in, in mm-hmm. order to like achieve what they need to achieve. But one of them is for like uh, the good. And one of them is for just like complete chaotic evil. Yeah. I suppose, you know, to that end, you know, um, De Niro's character and, um, uh, Pacino's character, they do have a very strong ideology and belief system, which is, you know, uh, uh, again, you know, the Marvel movies don't necessarily have that, right? Right. Um, you know, like, they're just like, these really strong, really core, um, uh, you know, ideals, these ide- ideologies. And yeah, and I guess it's a fair comparison that way when you think about De Niro and Pacino, who both have, you know, those movies are very much, uh, and many Michael Mann movies are about like, the codes of men, right? Like the codes that people abide by. Right. No, absolutely. And and I think no one gets by that, too. And the other thing, too, like I, di- I didn't get to rewatch The Dark Knight Rises, but I- I've seen it uh, uh, many times at this point. I remember a critique leveled at that movie about the time it came out, like not even about plot holes, not even about uh, anything like that. Um, but I at least wanted to bring up is like I remember uh, the they talk about the um, – you know, when, when Bane comes in and sort of says like, you know, we're going to reclaim the city and like, give it back to the people, which we all know is bullshit. There's like a Trumpian mentality to him, but like yeah. these people still follow him. Oh, regardless. totally. He's a total con man swindler, right? Yeah, like, it's absolutely. Like very much the same kind of thing of like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to promise you all this stuff. But like, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, rot the core really. Exactly. But I remember there was critiques level that like Nolan was somehow comparing the sort of like 99% and the wall street protests uh, to like terrorism because they sided with Bane. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 like completely missed the point here. Um, I, I don't know. I remember that being a criticism against the movie and I'm like, I don't think that's the case. I think that like, you know, especially in these like last two years, like watching the movie in that context, like, no, you know, you've had people who like have gotten to, I guess, a point of such desperation that somebody comes in and starts promising these things that they're like, okay, yeah, we'll listen to that person. Like, I don't think he's equating these sort of, um, uh, like protesters with terrorists. Um, I just remember seeing a couple things about that. And I just wanted to let the record be like, wait, that doesn't make any sense to me. I think that's a I don't want to say someone's reading of the movie is wrong, but I I just feel like that's a very false reading of that movie. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, that movie, God, you know, like I'm watching it the other night. It's just like um, there's 
at least one moment that might be the greatest moment of the entire series. And that is when it is so fucking moving. It is such a beautiful fucking moment when, you know, everyone's like, it's, you know, God, this city's been brought to its fucking knees, right? Like emotionally, spiritually, it's like, that's what he crafts. It's like, it's imagine being, you know, when you're brought to your knees and you have a gun to your head and you're crying and you're about to die and you know it, right? That's where Gotham is at this point in the movie. And then, you know, Batman appears out of nowhere and he says to, to Gordon, light it up. And Gordon takes the flame and it just fucking goes up and, you know, on the bridge and the music fucking swells and, it, you know, and it just blooms the fucking flame and everybody in Gotham sees it. It's such a beautiful fucking moment. I was just so moved by it. It's just like, you know, children looking out the window, people's faces, the, the, the fire burning on, you know, this beacon of, again, this beacon once more, like after, after we've been like, you know, we didn't think we have any hope. And then it's like, holy shit, he's back, you know? And like, there's, so, there's one shot, I can't remember who it is. It might, it might be, um, I don't know, but, but like, you know, they're looking out the window and the fire is like, uh, is reflecting on the window on their face. And it's just such a gorgeous shot. And it's just such a, Man, that that moment is just like incredible. It's so it is good. Like, I think it's. I, I don't know for sure because I didn't get a chance to rewatch it as soon as you did. I think it's like the kids at the uh, orphanage that John Blake was talking to earlier in the movie, where yeah, they're asking. I, if I think there's. I think there's back. a few shots of people. Yeah. Um. And and one of them might be. Um. Fuck. I'm forgetting his name. The guy who plays the the cop. Who's um. Um, I think he's like the chief or whatever. He's the asshole. He's a coward. Oh, um, what's it's that actor's uh, name? Matthew Modine. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's one of them too, and um, you know his sort of his arc too. That that kind of shame, you know, that that he carries. Um, but yeah, that, that moment's just f- fantastic. And then like the you know uh, again you know go, go from the very fucking depths of. You know, at the very bottom, I mean, you've got nothing um, to, to finding, you know, that glimmer of hope. And you know, those things can be so, if you think about it, like, you know, it can be so fucking cheesy. I don't hope in this and that, you know, oh, yeah. but like he, he makes you just feel that, you know what I mean? In such a like, such a like crushing, so such a big emotional way. And it's like, you know, when Bruce finally gets out of the, the, the pit and it gets to the top, that moment when he jumps and grabs it, it like I think the music and everything cuts out, and, and then they just fucking erupt in cheers. It's just another. It just gives me chills. It's, it's like earned. such a good moment. It's so oh, earned. It's totally earned. It's totally earned. Yeah. And that's what I hate too. Is like God, not to like you know, but but I I remember that that the scene, the rousing scene you're talking about, where the bat symbol goes up in flames in the side of the yeah. building. And I remember people like, oh, oh that's who? so earned. People, man, are, it's like so, so earned. But people are like, oh well, how did you have time to light the gas? Like put the gas. Yeah, like, I was like, fuck, fuck off. off. Like shut the fuck up. <laughs> You know, like, it, it's like, yeah, I mean, if you think about, yeah. It's like, it's that CinemaSin shit you were talking about, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah honestly, like, like, if you're yeah. if you're already in the mindset and you're outside of the experience of the movie, which we've been before, like, it happens. I understand. But totally, like, totally. But if you watch movies through that lens, generally, like, I, I, I don't. You're just not one of my people. You yeah, know it's I mean? just I'm kind sorry. of a miser- just... miserable experience if that's yeah. Like, like, you know... and, then, and then I do know some people like fuck my relatives, man. Like my 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 in laws. Like they're always they're always tell me like oh did you see this movie? And they'll go yeah, but you know, but this was kind of really dumb. And they'll bring up the most the fucking silliest kind of 
stupid quibble. And I'm like, you didn't like the movie for that. I wish I could give you a specific example, but like, just, they always just bring out, like they just watch movies from such a different way, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I don't think they're, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't fuck, I, fuck off. You know, <laughs> I just really, really don't have, uh, I don't, I don't have time for that. It's just, it, it's, uh, it's much more meaningful than it is like, and you know, maybe he did have the fucking time to do it. Like, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, I mean, Hey, everyone fucking loves the shit out of mission impossible fallout and everyone had the greatest time in the world. Can you suspend your disbelief that they fucking turned five minutes into 45 minutes? And you know, like everybody, you know, movies do compression of time, you know, oh, agree. or expansion of time. That's what uh, such a key element of movies. Yes. I'm of that similar mindset uh, right there with you. Um, but I was going to say, I think that a lot of that lens of expectation is what happened with Dark Knight Rises. I think, like, oh, without question, sure. because I think, like, you know, there might be some backlash to the Dark Knight. But, I mean, it's still pretty hailed as, uh, yes. like, yeah. you know, the, the the great comic book movie and, like, the one of the great blockbusters of, of this century and, and all of that. And so it's like that creates lofty expectations. And it's like, yeah, of course – you're like if you put that much burden on a movie and like you're expecting it to be this one thing it's like of course you're going to be outside of that experience if if it doesn't hook you in those first 5 minutes and you have that bit of skepticism going into it you're automatically like you've lost the battle going into the movie mm-hmm. like right then and there and i think that a lot that happened a lot with that third batman movie but it's like no if you actually dig into it and actually watch the story of this movie and how it actually concludes a trilogy uh, which is another thing that's exciting about these movies is it tells a complete that's narrative a, yeah, story. Uh, and, that is one thing that a lot of these films just don't have in a way. It, it's like it is it is very much a circle and it is a very much completed that big story. And the way that, you know, I, sometimes I don't believe him. You know, he's, he says, you know, I just take one film at a time. But you watch all those movies together and you almost think like there's no fucking way because it's just so brilliantly sewn together. He must have like conceived of the whole thing. But I don't I, I do take him at his word. But in, in some ways you 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 almost want to go like, no, it's too perfect for you to for you to have just done them one at a time. But I, I think he really, you know, almost did some sort of like little postmortem and watched them every time before he started writing the next one. Um, you know, what, what does the dark Knight rises begin with? It begins with fucking Harvey dead. It begins the very yeah. first fucking scene. His funeral is, yeah. is, is his funeral. And it's like the price, the cost, the legacy of Harvey dead. So it's everything about the last film that's bled into this one. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's, that's how he kind of does it, you know, and closes the loop on the idea of Batman wanting to, you know, he want, he saw, he saw an out with Harvey Dent that didn't pan out. And then he, you know, he, he gets out and he sees that in, um, John Blake. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then that's and, and, ending. And then the tor- the torch perfect. is passed on, you know, and it is so perfect because, you know, what is that line? You know, like uh, you're so much better with quotes than, than I am, but like, you know, if you, if you commit yourself to an ideal or whatever it is, you become, you know, more than a man, you become a, a symbol or something like that. And, and I, that's, that's what the, you know, this trilogy is about, like the symbolism of this. It's not about Bruce Wayne. It's about the Batman and what he represents. Right. And that's what like, you know, Harvey Dent represented. It's not about, it's the bigger picture. It's, it's never about one person. It's about the ideals that they represent and the way that movie just, you know, like it's so perfectly, it's like, you know, it doesn't matter if Bruce is gone, 
you know, the torch has been passed and the symbol is still alive. Like anybody can be Batman. Right. And we know we don't need to see the fucking sequel. Our imagination is much more powerful than thinking about like, Oh God, you know, John Blake is there. He's going to take over, you know, the mantle has been passed because it's like, it's not about Bruce. It's about that symbol. And, and, you know, the, the symbol of, of, of that, of that hope of that, that beacon to, to light up um, that city and give them something is, is an, uh, yeah, another part of just all of what that trilogy is about. And, and that's not about a person. That's not about a person's journey, right? It's about something much bigger. Absolutely. And I think that's what makes like the, the especially like the two titles. And you mentioned like uh, that with the Dark Knight, you know, it's called that because it's a comic book, but it's not like really it's it's about these grander themes as opposed to any one character. And I feel like maybe that's why he was he decided to not name them batman something like going forward after batman begins was just like uh this you know batman begins this is the beginning of this legacy and then this is how that legacy is challenged and now it's going to be cemented in well myth it, for it's, all... it's just really kind of layered too right because it's like harvey Dent is the white knight and this guy is you know at the end at the end he said what is what does uh, gordon say you know he's gonna he's gonna be our silent guardian he's gonna look over us right and and What's that? Oh, a watchful protector. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 But he does say the line, like, you know, he'll be our, our, our something about us. Uh, is it a watchful protector? A silent guardian, silent. a watchful protector, uh, a, yeah. the dark knight, I think. Yeah. And, and uh, you think about it in just that sense, like the real literal sense. He's like, he's been, he's been blackened. His, his reputation has been destroyed. He's this person who we're going to hunt him now. He's persona non grata. We, he's, he's alive, right? We thought he was going to be a hope. Yeah. And he's not like the movie ends with like, you know, this, this person has been destroyed and, but he is silently uh, the knight who is guarding us. Who's going to, who's going to, you know, to, to protect us. Although we don't know it. Right. Like, you know, and I just, that ending to me, that, that ending, I think is, is so fucking perfect. Absolutely. And um, then silently, it, silently protecting them without actually like taking to the streets because his, the, the sort of lie that was like built has kept the streets clean for eight yeah. years. So he's like yeah. him and Gordon are silently protecting this legacy that by all accounts is tarnished, but for the greater good it's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's that's for the greater good. You know, it's like, because again, it's like the greater good of what the people, the city, the heart of the city, you know, the, everything about it. And it's like, um, it, it's not about Bruce and it's not about, um, uh, Gordon, you know, it's, it's something much bigger. And that's the kind of, that's where it sort of, um, ties into these beautiful things about true heroism, right? It's not about my story. It's not about getting, you know, revenge on, you know, or, or, you know, getting the comeuppance of Obadiah Stane or whatever and all this stuff. It's like, it's like real, real true heroism, right? That's like, um, and, and it gets it to sort of this core fundamental way that, that like so much more powerful than any of these movies. It's like this person's willing, it's not even like physical sacrifice. It's like spiritual sacrifice, which in some ways is so much more powerful. Um, this, this heroism of we're going to, we're going to protect the lie because it, 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 it keeps order and balance and it saves, saves um, <coughs> people in that way. It's like, you know, it, it's like so heroic, you know, I, in a it, way that, 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 that goes way beyond the, than like physically, you know, saving the day, you know? No, absolutely. And, and that's, I, again, like we, we've said many a times, I think that's what makes these movies so stronger is because it's like, they're just about, so much more thematically yeah. like like yeah. like not just internalized within the character that stuff is also going on 
but like but it enforces something greater something grander uh in the grand scheme of things than it does just sort of their own personal journey and that's what i think will make them stand the test of time um i know we're kind of going in circles uh a little bit but i i do want at least before we do wrap up at some point i want to at least bring up heath ledger i think it's still worth oh like, sure, sure, noting absolutely. Uh, just because like especially rewatching this movie and i know like so because so many of these movies um and i i Forgive me for get, forgetting the piece, but I know there's a piece out there about how Heath Ledger's character is basically the perfect comic book villain. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just like watching it. And it's like, even though, uh, you know, some of these Marvel movies as of late have have gotten better, they've gotten villains with like true agency and and mm-hmm. and things that make sense. It's like I'm just watching Heath's performance and I'm like, there's just nothing out there in these movies or in movies in general, really that compares to this level of just pure psychopath of pure evil. And the fact that he has no motivation really other than to corrupt Gotham from the inside out. I mean, his motivation is to corrupt Gotham from the inside out. He always says he doesn't have a plan, but that's exactly what it is. Right. He He he, wants to corrupt the soul of something. He has an end goal, but not necessarily a sort of like roadmap to get there. It's just like kind of maybe, I don't know. I don't buy that, especially like, well, in the scenes. Well, what's one of the great things about him is he's just such a liar throughout the entire Yes. Oh yeah. The backstory. I'm not a man with a plan. Of course. Dog chasing like, cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that's almost um, it's uh, it's uh, character misdirection and audience misdirection. Yes, he's trying to make you believe that he doesn't give a shit about anything, doesn't have a plan. Think about everything that he does in the movie, from getting himself caught to you know having Harvey, and he's meticulously planned. You know, yes, oh, he, yes. He, he, he plans everything to like to the fucking detail. Um, that's what I kind of love about it because people think about it. He's like, oh, you know, he's just crazy. He's anarchy. He is and he isn't, you know, he's got such a specific detailed point of how to get to anarchy. He wants to, to but you know, he, I don't know. It's brilliant. And, and like you said, like the, the stories about his, um, the stories about how he got his scars, how they keep changing mm-hmm. because it's just like, you know, those are, he's complete, he's constantly lying and it's great. It's great the duality of it. And again, it's really great written thing. He's trying to misdirect people so they don't know how to, uh, you know, see who he really is. And they're also misdirecting the audience. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or like misdirecting the characters in a way that he potentially tries to maybe make them feel like a little bit of empathy before for him before he does something terrible. Like especially both Scar stories being about like how he's abused or how like something happened to him. Um, but he's just such a yeah such a pathological liar that like we know as the audience because we've heard it at this point. But like in the char- like in the moment of the characters, it's I don't know. It's just. It's it's great it, and it's it's a a tow- still just a towering performance and and it's you know still still sad that we didn't really get to see more uh, after this because because um, goddamn although I'm sure you know I'm sure I I don't know uh, just the way these these things work I don't think he would have you know maybe I I don't think he would have maybe they would have done I can't see Nolan putting in doing the joker again you know no, i'm talking more um, about heath in general not necessarily right, just right. the joker but i, I yeah. think some people think that he would have been the villain again and i don't think so i think he might have he he might have been there somewhere um i think what had been it would have kind of been interesting is have him as a sort of like hannibal lecter kind of element to it um you know having you know batman visit him and 
in, in Arkham or something and having, you know, him like having the having the time of his life in delighting of whatever Batman's dilemma of the day is, right? Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. Because there is no Batman without the Joker and vice versa. Like, that's just always kind of been the way it is. And so um, I I agree. I don't think he would have been the main villain, but I think, you know, had had he not passed suddenly that um, he would have been involved in some capacity. I think so. But again, at the same time, you know, like he's, you know, I think – Maybe not, you know, like maybe it's he true. wouldn't have really been a thing other than like, I mean, what's it's really cool sort of what, excuse me, Nolan does with um, uh, Scarecrow throughout threading him throughout the entire thing, which is another cool thing that ties it all together. That's right. I do. I do like that, that he, he continuously pops up in, in those movies. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I feel like that was maybe remnant of uh, not like throughout the movies, but at least in Batman Begins. I don't know if you remember this in like the late '90s that there was going to be a a fifth Batman movie uh, fast tracked after Batman and Robin. It was called like Batman Triumphant, I think, and the Scarecrow was going to be the main part of that movie. Um, yeah, it was. It was like it was before Batman and Robin came out and completely laid an egg and was terrible and didn't make a lot of money and they went back to the drawing board, but uh, they were going to go, they were going to proceed with a fifth one and the scarecrow was going to be the main villain of the movie. Um, so that might've been, I guess something on their minds or maybe like whatever the case may be, but I, I'm glad they included him anyway. And I think he's, he's a pretty like cool, like he's, he just pops up. He's not a main villain after the first one, but he just is there, especially that scene in rises where he's like conducting like, like a court of some Kind? Yeah. Like, forgive me if I forget that. Like, there's, there's something... no, no. That's exactly what he's doing. He's 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 he's, uh, he's ruling over a kangaroo court where essentially it's like comes in and he's like choose uh, you know choose uh, exile or death. Um, which that's one is it right. going to be? And 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 it's either death and you're killed, or um, you know uh, you're exiled and you have to walk across the ice. And and in a brilliant you know disarming way of humor, you know. Uh, 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 Commissioner Gordon and, and his men choose death, and then he goes, "Death by exile." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and, then, and then he makes them walk out on the ice anyhow. That's right. That's right. And, like this really, really funny moment, and uh, you know, because these movies are fairly serious, but you know, there's uh, some really great, clever um, moments of, of of humor that that are disarming. Thank in, you. In I a was, way that, that feel to, natural, you know. I wanted to bring that up as well, uh, at least before we wrapped up at some point as well. That um, you know, a, a, again with the wrong lessons taken from this movie, like the super uber serious, uh, like I like like the DC universe was like, oh, it's gonna be no humor, and it's like, well, like okay, <laughs> uh, that's silly, because these as serious as these movies are because they're about something greater. Like they're really funny at times, especially the dark Knight. Like there, there's moments with the Joker, like as terrifying as he is, there's moments that I still find hilarious to me. Like that first meeting with the criminals after the opening oh, yeah, bank yeah, robbing yeah, sure. scene where they're like, you think you just rob, rob from a, you think you could just rob us and walk away? Yeah. And <laughs> it's just like, so nonchalant about it. Like shit. Like yeah. That I mean, is, his like, performance is, is full of humor. And at the same time, sometimes like dangerous, psychotic humor, right. That's just like this live wire. Like that's, what's the great thing about, you know, you're talking about that, that character and, um, and why we love him and, and Heath Ledger and everything. And, um, he is just like uh, uh, literally that sort of live wire electric cord that's like, you know, the, the, the electricity is coursing through something that's snapping around a room. And God, you know, if you touch it, you're fucked. And you, but you also got to 
damn the down so it doesn't hurt anyone. Like that's what he is, right? Yes. He's just this fucking crackling live wire of insanity that like it's is whipping around and is so dangerous and we all need to fucking somehow damp on it and not get killed. But like, you know, if we touch it, we're gonna fucking die. Right. Um, and 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 that's part of Nolan, it's part of the writing and part of, you know, Ledger's performance and what just makes him you know, just crackle in that way that's unforgettable. Um, but I don't think that movie's about the Joker. I know some people say that. They're like, oh, it's not, that movie's not about Batman. It's about the Joker. No, I don't think so. I don't um, think that either. He's, yeah. I mean, he, he is the, the, like, steals the show. Like you said, that live wire that you can't, like, look away from and you can't stop yeah. watching. But it's not... It's not his movie either. Like you said, and we, we've said many times, it's it's about Gotham, and it's about the battle for that city, um, yeah. and he's a part of that. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many key lines throughout that the series um, and, and pivotal moments. What's that? Uh, um, hold on. Uh, I just found this quote from, uh, it's, you know, that's a, a real pivotal moment when uh, – Again, you know, tying the whole series together, this this, this thread, this whole complete story, you know, Ra's al Ghul appears all of a sudden, right? Yeah. Um, to, to Bruce and, and the Dark Knight Rises, and it's a, obviously just like a, a nightmare. It's a kind of thing, but he speaks to him, right? And then he, and he says to him, you fought for you, – you yourself fought the decadence of Gotham for years with all your strength, all your resources, right? He's talking about Gotham, all your moral authority, and the victory you achieved was a lie. Now you understand Gotham is beyond saving, and it must be allowed to die. Again, it's just about that, right? Like, is it Gotham going to live or it's going to die? Like, either whether it's uh, you know literally or figuratively, that, that, that's that's what's at stake, you know. And it's so much bigger than one person. Um, that line about the fear, which again, Dark Knight Rises tying it to um, uh, um, uh, Batman Begins. Uh, where is it? I'm sorry. Yeah, he, the guy says to the blind prisoner something. You not. You don't fear death. You think this makes you strong. It actually makes you weak. Why? Um, you can move. You can move faster than possible. Fight longer than possible without the most powerful. But without the most powerful in, impulse of the spirit, the fear of death. Um, you know, and, and that's what he's talking about. He's just never going to make that jump if he doesn't have that that kind of primal impulse. You know, that 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 thing that it's just enough. You know, if you if you're not fear dying, you're never going to make that. Right. Right. Yeah, and then right, and then he tells him like, you know, then how are you going to make that climb? You know, as the child did it without the rope, then fear will find you again, and it brings Batman to that primal place, right? It's like where he's he's fought entire life to never feel fear again, right? He's controlled fear. He's used it as a weapon. He's weaponized fear. He 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 came from a place where fear destroyed his life. He overpowered it. He consumed it. He embraced it. He became fear. And, and and that movie's all about, in some ways, you know, destroying him, like bringing him down, like in, you know, it literally breaks his back. He's 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 broken. He's he's down, and and they bring him to that base level again. So that writing is just like, I don't know, touch the and get. Uh, I'll wait while you go and find the example of something that just like as a trilogy, even even like you know like the Star Wars movies about you know the father and the son and stuff, which I think comes really close. Um, but the way it specifically calls back to even early films and early themes and stuff that has been, you know, that stuff's pretty dormant in the in the Dark Knight because it doesn't really need to be there anymore, you know? No, because that one's about pushing. I mean, it, it always is the case with a trilogy, right? Like you have your first, yeah. you have your base uh, that tells that, you know, this story and then you have the second one that's a little bit. 
usually a little bit looser, usually about progressing the story forward, um, yeah. developing the characters a little bit more. And then the third one ties it full circle. I mean, you mentioned Star Wars, the third, you know, Return of the Jedi. It's like there's another another confrontation that needs to happen. There's another Death Star. You know, it comes back full circle. And uh, Back to the Future Part 3, even though it's in the Old West, structurally is the exact same as Back to the Future Part 1. Um, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade is similar. Like, they go back. It's another holy relic. And, and like, you know, it goes on and on. But even in all those movies, like, you know, just mentioned all these great trilogies. There's nothing really emotional or... or, 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 uh, Not to the um, depths that this... Or thematic. Yeah, not to the depths. I would say... And then I don't really think that um, Indiana Jones and Back to the Future really have much, like, in that kind of similar depth. I think Star Wars might in, in the way that these stories have always sort of been about. Um, you know, this big, you know, father and son thing in a way. Right. You know? And then Star Wars is about like myth and heroes and, and, you know, there, there are a little bit more, you know, the force and all that. This is a little bit more yeah. guess, but, but like, but even then I think like I'm with you, I just don't see it. Um, and I agree those other trilogies don't have it, but I'm just talking story structurally. Like they, you know, yeah. like they do the full circle thing and just like this movie does, but I just, I, I don't see it as thematically rich as these movies are. And, and that's I feel, the other reason. I th- sorry, good no worries. Going on. I was just gonna say, and I, I just think like, like if I could leave like one last thing, uh, to be known is just like, like don't take these for granted. Like you know, you, people like you can throw as many nitpicks as you want. You can, you can, you can decide, dissect. You could say, oh, this doesn't really work here, or you could just these movies may not gel with you too, and that's totally okay. But like. But as far as just like a writing standpoint and a directing standpoint and all this stuff, it's like, you know, don't don't take the craft that's on display here for granted. Uh, it doesn't yeah, happen. I think you're right. You know, and, and some people for sure are just going to be like, well, that I don't enjoy it as much as as, um, you know, as Iron Man or whatever. Like these, mov- these movies are more entertaining. And I suppose, you know, um, that that's totally valid. It, I, I think maybe we as critics or, or, or I don't know, just like. See, see, for me, it's like, what is this really lasting value? Does this really kind of move me to my core? Like, that's really at the end of the day, what, 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 uh, like, you know, the, the movies that my favorite movies, the ones that like really resonate for me and resonate to the, my entire life. That's what I'm really looking for. And I, and I think this movie, you know, falls into that category for sure. I agree. I like rewatching it uh, Friday, coming back from a from a work trip. I was just like, I was I was tired as hell, and yet this movie had me engrossed. I was like, okay, I have to yeah. continue watching it um, at this point because I just I can't fall asleep as as tired as I am. This it's just too engrossing. It's engaging, um, and it just it ten years later it holds up. It stands as a towering achievement, not just like in the comic book genre, but I think is, is blockbusters as a whole. And, and I think, um, you know, we've talked about it briefly. Like this movie's had a long lasting impact, I think for better and worse, you know, we, we've seen uh, our fair share of, of large scale movies with like a, a gritty grounded in air quotes approach to them. Um, and sometimes it's been really good and sometimes it's, you know, been bad or they've taken the wrong lessons, but, um, but but it's had its influence. Like there's there's no doubt about it. Yeah, and which is one of like you know I, to go back slightly to um, uh, you know you were talking about the other Batman films. It's like I I do not understand how people look at something like the Burton films and think that they're better. I it just it just fucking 
baffles the shit out of me unless you're just like being well i enjoy this more which is completely valid mm-hmm. but as like what's going on upstairs <laughs> those movies are fucking they they're kind to me they're they're a bit of a joke in comparison i i agree and disagree i i i disagree in the sense that i love those movies they they meant a lot to me when i was younger um I, Maybe I'm I also, need to revisit them, but they've never meant anything to me. And, and that's really a, and that's fair. That's completely fair. But I agree with you in the standpoint that I don't think they're better. Like I enjoy the hell out of both of them, um, especially Batman Returns. But I can't, I can't good in conscience say they're better movies. Like I love, I love the gothic noir aesthetic to them. I love like some of the performances in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the look of them. Um, what I enjoy in film, because I watched those movies when I was very, very young, and so like they they sort of enforce what I like to see in movies as an adult, and so I'm always gonna like have those movies backs, and I'm always going to right, to right. defend them uh, if anybody's shitting on them. But to say that they're any like deeper or narratively more satisfying than these, no, that's not that's just not a true statement. So that's yeah. that's where I stand on those. And then we don't even we just don't even talk about the Joel Schumacher ones. Those are just, just unwatchable. <laughs> Well, you know, I've actually never seen um, any of those Batman films other than the first Batman, um, Tim Burton's seen, Batman. Oh, you haven't seen Batman Returns? I've seen some of Batman Returns on TV, and I just couldn't get through it. I thought it was just corny, um, and and maybe you know I need to to revisit. It. I just I'm very much about sort of tone and 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 uh, I'm very particular when it comes to tone for uh everything but like you know superhero things and i even like bat even batman the original one the tone is kind of goofy to me um and you know i think in some ways i'm also just as a person like you know to me it's like really at the end of the day like what's meaningful like that's what most important to me and 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 almost in some ways that i think could be slightly could be seen as like to some people as like humorless but like and i'm okay with that like to me it's just like what's really really meaningful um and and uh and that's the, essentially the the high premium. That's what's most important to me in in a movie. Um, and and so I just never felt like those movies. I've I've tried to watch everything after um, uh, after the first Batman, and I couldn't get through any of them. Interesting. I, well, I think the tone is all, is really bad for all of them. Um, and I guess I should try um, revisiting uh, Batman Returns. But just the idea of like the Penguin is so. Like it just makes me cringe. It's so goofy. It's so um, like I, I was. I heard that they were. Um, you know, there's a rumor going around that the, the penguin might be the the villain of Matt Reeves's Batman, and I was like, no. Like I just think he's just like the silliest, worst villain of all time. He really like, is, and I think that's why. Like you know, because Burton's not a comic book person, and he's the per- first person to is to have admitted that. Um, I agree. I think there could have been better. I I do like this. A lot of people hate that they made the penguin like a literal monster in Batman Returns, but I'm like, why not? Like he's such a well, he's yeah, such a it's lame such a, like, yeah, exactly. Anyway. No, like, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I just think he's a fundamentally bad villain. I don't think there's anything going on to him. And if Matt Reeves does um, put him as his villain. Uh, I'm uh, in some ways I'm very curious to see is like, how does he create um, like, how, how does he put something into that? Like, what is the layer that he makes meaningful for that character? 
Um, and, and, you know, going back a little bit, you know, about their powers, you know, the penguin, what does he do? Oh, it's, it's in about his, in a way it's about his, you know, powers, even though they're not powers. Oh, he's got these penguin toys. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just so fucking fundamentally silly. There's nothing going on there. Um, I, I, and you know, I think that's a, a reason why, uh, Nolan chose who he chose, right? Because they're all very, um, they're all ideological based, right? Whether mm. it's, you know, the sort of ideological free joker, which is again, not quite ide- ideological free or, or the very militant extremism of, of both Raj al Ghul and, and, uh, a Bane. uh, you know, th- there's super, uh, uh, ideologies and, and, and meaningfulness to those villains. And, and some of the Batman villains can be so, uh, empty and lame. Like even like wonder woman, the idea that she's fighting the cheetah, cheetah what the fuck does she do right like what is what is her story like i was like i always just think about it like bring it down to its very base to its core is there something there is there something really there right like what what does the cheetah do like 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 she's a human who sort of became like i don't know there's a bunch of different versions but like kind of became like a half cat half woman but but what's i mean i guess if you really really drill down to it you can maybe dig into something but a lot of these things are just at their core so fundamentally dumb um and that's another reason why marvel villains are so bad and that's why villains in general like have have difficulties in movies um i've always thought you know while we're here i always thought the riddler had a lot of uh uh um um possibility with him as the ideal of him like almost like seven like a kind of like serial killer who's dropping these kind of totally. clues and these kind of riddles and if you don't solve them someone's gonna die yeah, like, the Riddler someone has does die every time. I mean, yeah, he's got, I always felt that that character had, if you grounded him and you put him in this way and he's like very similar to kind of like seven in, in that way that's like, you know, I'm going to take you on this ride. Um, and, and if you don't, you know, here's this clue in this if you don't solve it. And then that a movie like that would be like with people constantly dying, you know, innocent people constantly dying because this lunatic is like, you know, creating this kind of thing. I think there's something there that's never been explored. Um, which I think is interesting, but again, it's sort of like you think of its base. Is there really something there? Oh yeah, it'd be um, like doing and, like Killer Croc as your main villain, or like Solomon Grundy, yeah. like somebody who's yeah. just like, but but why? Like they don't have they don't have some sort of like motivation, and that's what I think. Like not to go back too much, and I know you've only seen parts of the movie, but like that's why I think Batman Returns actually like kind of at least made the penguin work with the, like the grotesque monster thing made him like they gave him this whole tragic backstory and this tragic arc. And right, I think like, right. like I was like, so hey. they tried to make something of it. They yeah, absolutely. I was like, Oh, you did something with this character who's like on the surface has nothing there. So I'm like, I, I appreciate you know what that. I can, I can totally respect that. I, I'm all for that. And, I really, really dislike when people go like, oh, well, that's not what that character is supposed to be about. Uh, I, in a way, and I don't really care, especially if that character is fairly empty, you yes. know, then, then, then have at it, do what you're going to do with it. Um, you know, and that's why we see something with like Killmonger, right? Like that character is so fucking good. It's like yes. the best villain that's come around in so long in Black Panther. Um, cause there's so much like, you know, like, um, I don't know, like he's got, he's got so much baggage going on. He's got so much, some 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 real like you know tragedy in his life that that's that's motivated him um yeah but uh some of those villains are just just really bad and and uh, uh oh it's i guess to tie that back a little bit it's like i i remember he reading harry Knowles's review of uh of uh the dark knight rise and he fucking hated it he he, he was like this isn't batman a man shouldn't quit 
and uh, he would never do that and things like that. And so much about like, you know, about the comic book. And it's like, I don't really care. I mean, like I'm interested in this story and what this story is trying to say, you know what I mean? Yes. And, and to that, in, in that way, what he does with his iteration of the Batman and fuck it, let's face it. He's going to be like, you know, Shakespeare and they're going to be doing a thousand versions of this character over and over and over again. Right. I'm certainly have done that in the comics. I'm sure they'll eventually do that throughout many, many iterations of the movies. And like, I never ever thought about it like that. I never thought about it as, um, you know, this isn't who Batman should be. I mean, a lot of people had the same thing with uh, Man of Steel that, that Superman killed. He would never do that. Well, of course he would. Of course he should. I mean, like, that's exactly how you challenge a character when you're writing. What's the thing that that one person would never do? Let's make him do that. You know yes, what I mean? That's, thank that's you. exactly what you would do. Like, uh, when, and I think that was actually kind of a Nolan thing. I think I've read that at some point where he either encouraged Zach or there was some sort of moment when they were really, really questioning that. And Nolan was like, you have to do that. And that makes sense. And that's, thank you. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I mean, I don't want to give Harry Knowles any credit in any capacity, but in this, but like, I hate that argument so much of like, this character wouldn't do this or that's not like that character is in the comics. And it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, I, I like I don't want to just disregard somebody's opinion that that easily, but it's it's you have to make something work cinematically. There are different exactly, rules yeah. to you're, cinema you're t- than there t- are comic books. Like you have to make it work for a story, and yeah, totally like it's called adaptation. Like you just have to do that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and also like that's also the dumbest argument I hear too. In the standpoint of like well, they wouldn't do that in the comics, and it's like every one of these characters have a hundred different threads written about them by different yeah. people with different takes on the character. So you tell yeah. me which one <laughs> that it's not like, because I guarantee it might be like one of them somewhere. So I've always hated that argument, and I'm like, no, no, no. You have to do whatever works for the movie. And yeah, if, and, and, if, and, and if for your work, story, the story that yes. you're telling and the arcs you're telling, and when you're writing these things and you're setting up a certain thing, it's like you know that like it. You look at that story, and it and it kind of has to be that like Superman has to kill him. Like it is such a, um, which is the thing that unfortunately you know in that should have that's the sort of thing that should absolutely be explored in the next movies. And that, I maybe it is a little bit in Batman versus Superman, but that's such a big thing. Like you know, if that was a Nolan film, the second film would be all about that. Yeah, you him know, dealing he, with having to kill yeah, somebody. He killed someone. He broke his code. What does that mean for him as a hero? How does he continue going forward as a hero? That's such rich stuff. Like you know what I mean? Like that. If if a Man of Steel follow up happened two or three years later, like you know the Nolan films, I think were always like three years later. Um, that that I mean, as the first thing, it's like that's what that movie would be about, right? And, right. And you would write it around that. It's not about fucking, you know, whatever villain you put in. It's about that. And then how do you make that into a story, mm-hmm. right? How do you apply that to your villain? How do you apply that to like your plot, right? But it I needs to all be about that. And it, it's that kind of thematic for me, for my money. That's the kind of that's the kind of real storytelling to me that means something. And that's like, I don't really like man of steel, but I think that was a brilliant choice. And I think that's really smart. And again, it's a big missed opportunity that it's really explored. And, and I'm sure some person who, who might be listening to it, who's a really big Batman versus Superman fan might, um, argue otherwise, but I, I kind of blocked that movie out of my mind because I just think it's so bad. And I don't really care about it. <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> I think you've said that many times on the show before, <laughs> um, but 
yeah that that's that yeah that's a huge missed opportunity but um yeah that, that's that's the the thing a lot of these movies just don't take away from this movie i feel like like even even good ones they oh they it's don't... like they just most of them just take it's just all the veneer the superficial veneer of the dark and gritty right yeah. without thinking about what are these movies really about what are you saying what is your moral dilemma what is the thing your character is grappling with it's like it's all this kind of really um it, it sort of even kind of drive me fucking crazy because it's all this sort of um you know, really fundamental things about writing stories, just like writing a story, especially when you're writing about heroes and villains and, 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 and it's in many ways, you know, that's a lot of what all kinds of, not always, but you know what I mean? Like it's just these big mythic things and like the challenges and the, what you believe in and all these like really core fundamental things. And the movies never, ever consider any of that shit whatsoever. It's just about like, Oh, he's going to be broody. He's going to be moody, moody. And they, they, they don't have any real story. They're not really about anything. They're just about that character. Um, it, it's just the, some of the, 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 it's just so much, it's just they've taken what that movie's so influential, and at the same time, um, that series is so influential. But everyone's just taken away superficial things from it. Yeah, they they think they they apply it like it's a. I, I know this has been used before, and but they apply it like it's an Instagram filter. You know, they're like, oh, if we put the the dark gritty filter over it, it will do the heavy lifting for us. And it's like, well, that's not exactly how it works. And it's no, it's, it's not <laughs> how it works at all. No, well, you know I mean? yeah, exactly, and it's it's baffling to me that that at a certain large scale level that someone will think that 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 is the answer. Um, it's just it's baffling to me. Yeah, I mean that's sort of sort of the things that I kind of appreciate a little bit of Man of Steel that I uh, and, and maybe it was from I think in some ways it was right because Goyer wrote it right, and I think yeah, um, uh, and Goyer wrote the Batman movies with Nolan, and he's wrote almost the story for all of them, and he was as 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 much as a lot of people don't like Goyer, um, thematically, he's, uh, he's been a big part of those series. Um, yeah, I don't think he's really, he's credited in the dark Knight as I think it's Nolan and him. He gets second credit, but the story's by him, I believe. I um, think so. I do have the and, and, page up here. We could take a look. And the dark Knight see. and Batman begins is definitely the two of them. You might even get first credit. But he's been I, I know Nolan said something like it was uh Dave Goyer who came up with the core story idea for Man of Steel that Nolan said, That's a movie, I'd like to see that, let's pitch it to Warner Brothers. Interesting. And then and, and, and that's how it got sparked, just through conversations when they were having conversations about I think the Dark Knight Rises and where they were gonna go. They got off on a tangent on Superman. Um, as almost a way to sort of clear their brains for a minute, right? Yeah, because they were like they were like stumped in the middle of story writing, and they got on Superman, and Nolan was like, he was like, oh, that's it, you just cracked it. That's kind of a, a perfect way to explore, this, at least from a kind of like this is what we'll start from, and um, and then of course you know Nolan handed it over to to Snyder, and it became what it is. But I there's some, I think the core ideas of like you know this person who feels like kind of like. Uh, alienated a, a person out of out of you know he's a he's a a foreigner right he's like not of everybody else he's different right and he always feels that his entire life right he knows this isn't his planet he knows not these people but at the same time he's got to defend them he's got to care about them he's got a lot of like you know I guess 
to and, and I, unfortunately I think through Nolan just becomes angst, which or sorry through through Snyder just becomes angst. Angst isn't a bad thing. It can be a bad thing in the wrong hands because then again again it becomes like broody. Right. Brooding's not a bad thing if there's a point to the brooding. But if there's, there's no like, point you, to it, it's right, why right. do it? If there's if there's no back end to it, like if there's no, you know, I guess if you could ever say, I don't think uh, Bruce Wayne's necessarily brooding, but if he is, he's got a lot going on in his mind. He's living with guilt, right? He's living with shame. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just even think of that idea. Like, if you grew up as a person and shame defined you as a person, that's a pretty fucking big burden to put on a person, right? Yeah, it's a and big... like, is, isn't that a gigantic texture for a human being and a character? So, like, I do appreciate um, the kind of sort of character texture and the launching pad of what they were trying to do with Man of Steel as Clark Kent and Superman, what they were trying to imbue him with. Um, I don't think it was very well executed, although I do think there's some parts of that first act that are pretty good. I would agree. Um, I think there's parts in the whole movie that are solid. It's just there, there's a lot that aren't. And, and it, A, that makes sense because structurally that movie is almost identical to Batman Begins in a way. Um, mm. like, a, like the flashback structure anyway is very, very similar. Yeah. Um and then back to your point with the Dark Knight, uh, Goyer and Nolan wrote the story. Uh, Chris Nolan and Jonathan Nolan wrote the screenplay. Ah, uh, okay. So, and and then I think for uh, Dark Knight Rises, I think it's all Nolan, maybe. I think so. Um, just like the, I think Goyer's out of the picture by then. I think so. so. I guess you're saying that Goyer didn't even write the second the the second movie, but he did write the story. He for wrote it. the story for it. Yeah. Oh no. Same with Rises. Goyer and Nolan wrote the story, and and. Chris and Jonathan wrote the screenplay. So interesting. He's, he's still interesting. there. Um, yeah. The, he's like a fundamental part of those core story ideas, which I think is maybe his strength as, as a, as a writer, maybe not so much uh, screenplays and stuff. But Although I don't as, know. I mean, yeah. But as far as story structure, I mean, seem seemingly like very solid here. Um, yeah. In these movies anyway. Um, so since we're getting off on tangents, we might be starting to wrap up. I was just wondering if you had any other kind of final thoughts you'd like to get out before we, uh, sort of wrap this episode. I up. guess the one thing I would say that we haven't really talked about, and I don't know if we're going to get into it because it would be such a longer tangent, but we really haven't talked about the politics or the political angle of the dark Knight. And I, myself, I, I don't think I've consider it enough through that lens and I think I would really like to write I, – I, I feel like there's been a lot of pieces written about the politics of The Dark Knight. Um, and I feel like I would – I feel like I really want to read a lot of those pieces, but I don't think I have. But I know a lot of people talk about the politics of The Dark Knight. And again, I, I, I don't always look at them through that lens. But you know, it does have some really interesting things to say about um, vigilantism um, and and – and in some ways, the sort of like kind of fascistic way that Bruce Wayne looks at the world. So so like the, the fascistic way that Bruce Wayne looks at the world. So he looks at it in a standpoint of that uh, justice should be ruled with an iron fist, like sort of way. Kind of in like, a way. Yeah. And then he's just kind of like, I don't know. There's just sort of kind of like absolutism. Maybe that's more the term. But, you know, there's such an absolutism to him, you know, in, in a way that's like things are, are, are really kind of black and white. Yeah. Right or wrong. Like that. Like, yeah, it's not right. Yeah, his, it's his, not a certain way. Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah. And I, and I think there's a, a, a deeper sort of um, consideration of sort of its politics that people have done that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about it too much. And I, 
I feel I to admit I feel slightly embarrassed by that. Um, but even in the rewatch, when I started thinking about it, you know, I maybe I just don't see things through that lens exactly. And I I, I really want to kind of like spend some time going through some pieces. Um, I know there's a few like sort of heralded pieces about the politics of the Dark Knight that I really like to look at, uh, read and, and, and see if I consider it in a different way or a different light. Um, but I have to admit, just seeing it, it's like, you know, it, it, it speaks to me a, a lot about um, what, you know, I, again, hope being really dumb or can seem facile, but like what you can inspire in people too, right? Um, again, that line, if you look through the series, said so many times, the people, the people, there's that line between Harvey Dent when he meets Bruce Wayne for the first time. And again, Bruce Wayne's like laughing, having a good time, being a fucking jackass. And at the same, and that's the, the mask, right? Underneath, he's fucking like looking at Harvey Dent and like examining every word, how he says it, how, if, does he mean it? He's like, there's such a, like, uh, it's such a kind of great scene, um, and then, you know, the woman saying, you know, I think uh, someone saying something about they're, they're talking about the politics. Who does this guy think he is? You know, he's just a vigilante. He's a judge, jury and executioner. It's like who appointed him the hero? And Harvey Dent says the people did. You know, the people chose Batman. Um, so, and so and then again, it's sort of about, you know, inspiring something in the people. Right. Whether it's Harvey Dent, whether it's John Blake. It's the symbol that inspires the people, the city. Um, that's just it's just really meaningful and powerful to me, and it always will be. Um, and and I, I just feel like if you're going to write movies like this, you should you should think about those kinds of things. Those are that's kind of my big takeaway. It's just like the and I, I guess it's you know in that way hope, but it, it's something bigger. It's something like inspiring people to for change to to really do something. Um, to rise up, you know, and, and it goes back to, you know, the symbol that, that symbol meaning so many things, right. It's not just like, it's sort of so layered and so full of emotional baggage in a way by the end of the series, because in the city, we've seen him go from hope to being a person who is, you know, cast out. And, and we thought who, who he rejected us and he, he was a lie to coming back at the end to to being that that you know our city's destroyed we're on our last knees we're about to die we're all going to be fucking slaughtered here and then that symbol comes up at the again at the end and we're and and we we actually had it wrong you know we should have believed in this guy all along that's just that's always going to fucking move me man yeah i'm right there with you and, and it's going to be moving the just the way that none of these none of these other films of its ilk can even compare like none none yeah have even I just none close. of them have just never really considered much of any of that you know yep. uh there's just not there's just not really there um and and i just it just it just kind of makes the difference between great movies and everlasting movies you know something that's really deep and meaningful and pointed that and and i think that's what we want in movies right i i think I, some people just want to be entertained i guess but that's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. No, movies. I'm right there with you because I'm I'm like, you know, like we can agree on that. I'm certainly the polar opposite in the sense that I do like to rewatch the movies I love, but they're the movies I love for a reason. And they're the movies I yeah. love because they have a deeper meaning. They have a longer lasting impact than just the 
the surface pleasures, which that can be okay too, but they're not, yeah, the movies sure, I'm gonna, sure. they're not the movies I'm going to be revisiting 10 years from now, yeah, 20 years exactly, from now. Yeah. So, no. you know, this conversation even makes me want to just like put the movie on again. You know, <laughs> it's just like, it's just really, it's just really something special, man. I really, I really think so. And I think that really the trilogy is, and even as, as, as uh, patchy as Batman can be, begins can be at points, there's some really good stuff in there that, that really speaks to the rest of uh, the, the trilogy and what he was trying to accomplish. You know, he had, he hadn't quite found it, you know, with Batman yep. begins. Um, and, and, uh, uh, but he's building it. The fundamentals are there. He's got some really good stuff, you know, like that, this, the symbolism, the inspiration, the, the idea of Gotham, the heart and soul of this thing, it's all there batman begins everything that we've talked about here every piece of thematic you know spiritual soulful quality that he's trying to explore in these movies it's all set up in that movie 100 even if you don't like it and it's as you know as patchy as 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 the dark and rises i suppose can be um although i still i really think it's great um you know it's just uh uh they're uh, a cut above man for sure no for sure that i i Yep, like uh, like I said, ad nauseum, I cannot I cannot think of any better. And and now I want to want to rewatch all of them. Uh, like I said, I only got a chance to rewatch The Dark Knight, so I, I would I would go back. Yeah, and, and watch I would all three I would go them. for it. I would really like uh, I would watch Begins, and I don't even think you need to watch. You know, you watch Dark Knight already, so go to Begins and then go to Rises, and, and then when you just see them all like that way, and you see the way that the threading and 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 all the the things that he the callbacks of of thematic stuff and the way he 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 weaves it all through. It's just, it's pretty fucking impressive, man. Oh, it is. I did. Uh, I mean, it was a lot to take in. Uh, but the first time I watched dark Knight rises, uh, went to see it at midnight. Um, the, the day it came out when they still did midnight shows, none of the seven o'clock, right. you know, whatever. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, the theater I, I had worked at in college, uh, we were doing a triple feature. So it was like, uh, Batman begins at six dark Knight at nine thirty, And then, um, that's the, that's or, how you or, saw it for the first time saw rises for the first time i'd seen the other two but like no no that's what i'm saying for rises for the very first yep. time you saw it you saw that wow. begins dark knight and then rises so like it was it was a lot to take that movie in like watching them three in a row uh oh, and with awesome. everything going yeah. on in that movie but um no that that was that was a hell of an experience um and and it, i think even watching them to that point and it's like i i walked out of the theater with a lot of friends who were just disappointed in it and i think honestly watching them that way was the way to go like it it, it helped every they were disappointed in rises like they were disappointed in that movie uh for whatever reason but um that was six years ago now so hopefully hopefully those friends have come around to it um oh and quick shout out while we're wrapping up here man uh Hans Zimmer, man. Yes. Holy shit. How do we not even talk Holy about shit. Hans Zimmer? I know, right? I know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you can you can kind of hear it in my voice, right? I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of moved. I'm really I – just, I just, you know, I feel like it's so like this this throbbing kind of power and, 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 and um, meaningfulness and, and earnestness that just like really comes across. And it's already so fucking powerful in these movies, at least to me. You know, if someone else is like – laughing through this podcast or whatever you know that's fine you know but as powerful as these things are fucking zimmer just fucking if, if it's already like an a he makes it like the a plus 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 he takes every one of those moments and everything of these these moments that i've been talking about that i just feel like fucking just quiver with emotion and and power so much of that zimmer is just like 
just astonishing. That score is just, uh, oh man, the music he's done to those to those films is is man it's it's that phenomenal like everything yeah, it everything really really from, is. everything from chance from like the dark knight rises score yeah, to the yeah. uh i love the like sort of low hum from the opening uh bank robbery from the dark knight oh, or God. just like that yeah 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 it's, my like, god that's the exact the anxiety building that he does yes and the the yeah that yeah, that note, that first note of that sort of just buzzing sound that he does in that. And that occurs throughout the entire movie. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's Anytime the Joker's it's, on screen. It's, it's, like it's his... essentially in a, in a ske- an escalating buzz. Yep. Which, which you know, goes to his theme of sort of, yeah, his theme of escalation, right? Because it's like, which we didn't really talk about so much too, is it's like you came out of nowhere and you changed everything. You know, the Joker says it, you know, you changed the game. Yep. Like once, once you arrive, man – it's like kind of like you brought out the crazies, you know? Yeah. Like, I, like even Alfred kind of says that at that one point. I wish, yeah. God, I wish you remember some of these quotes a oh, little it's bit Bruce, better. Bruce said, like, he's like, you know, the mob has done this, you know, done stuff like this before, but this is different. The Joker's crossed the line, and Alfred says, you right. crossed the line first. You beat them, and you hammered them to the point of desperation. And right. in that desperation, and they, they chose a man, man that man. they didn't understand, which is also pre- prevalent. So it's just like there's just all these layers and things going yeah. on in this movie that. But that, but that score, man, the, the escalation of it is like, is uh, how he's doing that is amazing. And then in Rises, man, you know the, those chants are fucking eerie, and they they, yeah. they 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 they're terrifying, and they really build to that that idea of that's really such a big part of that movie's extremism too. Right. But also it's inspiring. Like, it flips it in the scene where he gets out of yes, the hole, like, cause yes, they're chanting as he's yes. getting out of there. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It is duality it's very is frightening <laughs> and, and it's very like, you know, it's the idea of like, you know, cause like, you know, he's this terrorist and um, it's sort of this sort of like, you know, almost thinking of some just sort of like, I, I suppose and some people would think of, you know, some jihadist kind of thing. Right. Um, that that's kind of this sort of blind, terrible, unwavering, uh, absolute, absolutist belief or faith, right. That, you know, can be terrifying in this world as, as we've seen. Um, and, and the way he flips that where he turns it when, you know, it's the chant of rise. Right. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's another part of why that, that, that scene when he finally makes it out of there is just like so galvanizing, so inspiring, so rousing. And his scores are so rousing, you know, they're just, uh, just gigantic. And you could sit here all day and talk about Zimmer's stuff, but, you know, gigantic shout out to, to Zimmer and what he accomplishes in this series. I feel like in this podcast, we could just keep about to end and then go like, oh, but you know this and like that. And like, there's just so, (laughs) there's so many great elements, um, that just make them pretty fucking great it's great and it's really hard to condense that into 90 minutes here like it's just it's just hard to to boil down all the things that make this movie great because there's there's plenty of other things we didn't touch on i mean the the cinematography as well wally fister's cinematography for the movies we didn't even touch on and um just just everything um but it's it's tangentially tangentially as to keep on going um i thought it was pretty funny that the guy who wrote deadpool rob liefeld said that Iron Man is more uh, impactful as a superhero, is the most impactful superhero movie more so than than The Dark Knight Rises or the Dark Knight Trilogy. And I was just like, you're out of your fucking 
fucking mind. I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, I yeah. really enjoyed that was the a thing first like Iron last, Man. Last, but... <laughs> last week, he kind of was dissing. Not dissing, but he was just like, you know, I know it's the, the 10th week of the 10th year of, you know, Batman or the Dark Knight and everything. But, you know, Iron Man is so much more, you know, influential in the way it's changed comic books and like you see how Marvel is. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think so. I mean, sure, it spawned off Marvel and their whole their you know, uh, epic, you know, dominance of, of all this stuff. But that, again, it's sort of the sort of superficial outcome, you know, it's like it, it hasn't, it hasn't, its impact is, is not the same. No, no, not at all. Like we, we, like you said, we've talked about like the grander impact outside of comic book movies that this yeah. movie has had. Okay. So I won't, I won't think I won't pivot to anything else. I'll just <laughs> I, shut up. I, <laughs> I think I, that's fine. And I'll, uh, I, I think I'm good here. I think this is a good point to wrap up. Uh, thank you for joining me uh, on this. Always, always a good time. And um, yeah, th- thanks for putting up with my, every one of my tangents. Oh, dude, I'll always, always, I'm always here for the tangents. And, and before we wrap up proper, I uh, just got to reiterate, if you enjoy the show, uh, please subscribe to our playlist podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, you can listen to us and to, uh, adjust and, your and rate, rate, rate and subscribe. Yes. You know? Yes, absolutely. We, we've gotten some, uh, I've, I've noticed some ratings. I've noticed some, uh, comments and, uh, they've been really kind. So keep them coming uh subscribe yeah give us some comments and give us some comments on the on the uh good or bad on on the uh uh on the uh pages so we can read some of the comments it's like you know oh yeah this fucking sucks please tell us why you know like totally (laughs) i'd be very curious to hear um what people think of this because i don't (laughs) we don't ever i don't ever get any kind of feedback whatsoever so i have no idea how well, I'll have to I'll have to read you off mic here when we sign out. But we did get a negative comment about our Infinity War episode. Um, oh, okay, good, good. So yeah, tell me about that later. I will definitely tell you. But um, but yeah, thank you for listening. If you made it this far in the podcast, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Yeah, gold star if you made it all the way through. <laughs>